If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here with me today. Today, we are talking about sales psychology, Ideas for expanding your client base by understanding what your prospect is thinking. And I just again want to welcome everybody to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, your very enthusiastic host, Ursula Ventures, and I can't wait again to dive in today. Oh, this is going to be such a fun show. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. It's just going to be us. Just me and you, and all of you, I should say. So if you haven't gotten our free gift yet, please, please go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. It's free, and it's a short PDF called Six Secrets to Double Your Sales. I want you to get it because it's, it's easy to read. It's easy to go through. It will help you get refocused and really create the sales year that you're hoping for. Also, I'd love to partner with you on your next event. So if you have a conference coming up, I'd love to be your keynote speaker. I love doing breakouts. I love leading private sales training sessions. So go to Ursula Menches, U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com, and you can learn about everything um, that we offer there and the titles of my keynotes and how I can support you. Because you are a very loyal podcast listener, and I'm so glad you keep coming back, you can receive a super special price to come to sales camp. We offer 10 sales camps a year, two in San Diego and eight in Minnesota. And we have a lot coming up right now. I'd love to see you out at one of those. We cap them at 25 attendees. So it's not a hundred people in a room. There's 25 uh, very motivated entrepreneurs and sales professionals who show up in these spaces. And here's what's really cool. I was at an event last week and someone who'd been to sales camp got up and shared how, how much they enjoyed it. And, you know, not only did she say she, you know, doubled her sales and went to the next level. She also shared that she met incredible people in the room. One person got her a keynote speech, which paid her huge dividends. And um, she also met a new friend that she ended up traveling with. So I just think, I think that's so, so cool. So it's not just the training you're going to get. It's also the people who are in the room. And for those of you who go to training events, you know that the networking and like what happens in the back of the room is often more important than what's happening on the stage. Not that what's not happening on the stage isn't amazing, but sometimes you meet that person that you're sitting next to who's going to help you 
um, on your next event or who's going to partner with you or gonna, who wants to refer a lot of their prospects. So, uh, so just join us at that next sales camp event. And you can email us again at contact the sales coach. Now my team will get you all the information. Again, we're going to talk about sales psychology ideas for expanding your client base by understanding what your prospect is thinking. Okay. So take out a pen and piece of paper because I know you're going to want to take some notes and you're going to want to come back to these notes and you're going to want to implement and I want to make sure you get all the good juicy stuff we're going to talk about. How many times have you been sitting in a sales meeting looking across at someone thinking, what is my prospect thinking? What is in their head right now? They're not saying anything, right? And that feeling of when our prospect isn't saying anything, when they're being quiet, what do we do? We fill up that space by talking. And often we talk ourselves right out of the sale without being of service, without giving that poor prospect time to even think of a question they could ask or clarify something. Because objections and clarifying questions, they're just, they're really buying signals. They just want to know if this is right for them and you have to help them figure it out. And so often as we're sitting there, we make up all these stories about what they might be thinking and really the, they're thinking this could be great. They're thinking, I like this person. I'd like to do business with them. They're, they're thinking and we have to give them time to think, but let's talk about what they might be thinking about today. Because I can tell you one thing when they're sitting across from you, most of the time they're not thinking about you or when they're out in the world, our prospects aren't thinking about us. We wish they were, but they're not there. There are prospects, my prospects, your prospects, they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their challenges in their business and life. They're talking, they're thinking about their dreams, their goals. And <laughs> I always tell our clients, like the day your prospect picks up the phone and calls you and they're like, Hey, I have my credit card ready. I'm ready to buy your product or service. Here's my credit card number. Let's go, go and buy a lotto ticket because nine times out of 10, our prospects, they're not going to call us, right? They've got tons of stuff going on in their lives. So I want you to shift it. So not only do you know what your prospect might be thinking, but I also want you to be prepared the best that you can to create the space for them to either, either give you a clear yes, this is a fit, a clear no, it's not a fit and that's okay, or a next step on the calendar. That Those three things should always be our goal, a clear yes, a clear no, or a next step on the calendar. If you're not getting those three things, then there's something that we got to tweak a little bit, but definitely remember that. Yes, no, or next step on the calendar. So. Today I want to shed some light on sales psychology and really give you some ideas on how to, how to expand your client base, right? So one of my favorite books of all time is Brian Tracy's The Psychology of Selling. If you haven't read that book, like it's a classic. I love Brian. I love what he's about. And he really digs into, you know, what, what the process is of, you know, what your prospect is going through. So I definitely recommend his book. I'm going to dive into my 20 plus years, oh, I know, 20 plus years of sales experience and share what I've learned about sales psychology and then give you some tips on how to understand your prospect and yourself. Really dig into your own head because we get in our own way in the sales process and I want to help you get out of the way today. So first let's define psychology. What, what does that even mean? What is sales psychology? Psychology is defined as the science of mind and behavior. Okay. The science of mind and behavior. And I think of sales psychology as the science of mind and behavior in the realm of sales. You know, what are people thinking about? How are they acting during the sales process? I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and also a master's degree 
in psychology and not a lot of people know that, but I've always been fascinated by how our thoughts impact our feelings and the ultimate actions that we take. And in sales, you know, we have to understand what our prospects are thinking and feeling, or we're not going to be able to actually help them. Right. Like I said earlier, it can be so easy just to get in our heads and get stuck in that sales process and start to talk a lot and not take time to kind of pull back and gift or give our prospects the gift of silence. So I'm going to start with just by sharing the three things that your prospect might be thinking. Okay. This is just from my years of experience. And this is how I feel when I'm on the other, on the buying end, right? When I'm the prospect, these are some things that I think about. I know these are things that my prospects think about. They're things that your prospect thinks about. And I'm also going to give you three strategies to build greater rapport that can help kind of preempt some of the objections that you might get to set the stage. I want you to think that, you know, this, this is when you're on the phone for the first time with someone you're connecting with them. This could also be on your first appointment, like a meeting with them. So it's that, that first connection point. Remember statistically to close a sale, you have to follow up more than five times. So they're going to be thinking these same things throughout that first connection with you into that first meeting with you. So just, you know, remember that, that these things will keep, they'll keep coming back to them because they have to make a decision and your job as the sales professional or the entrepreneur is to help guide them to that decision. Okay. So the first, the first thing that they're thinking <laughs> is whether or not they like you. You might be thinking that right now. Do I like Ursula? Do I not like her? Right? Like you're, you're con we're constantly in judgment as human beings and we're judging whether or not we like people, like whether or not we want to say that out loud, that's the truth. Like we're making quick judgments. That's why they call it a first impression. We make a first impression about somebody and that impression lasts for a long time unless we, we change it. And so, you know, as the sales professional or the entrepreneur, you have to think about the first impression that you're making. How do you hope that people see you? Are you showing up in that best version of you, that most confident version of you to give them the, the, the best opportunity to make a decision about how they feel about you. So that's number one is that your prospect is sitting there and they're thinking, do I like this person? Because here's the thing, if they don't like you, they're not going to move on to trust, right? The old ad adage of like, know and trust. If they don't feel good about what's happening, we're done. Like as sales professionals and entrepreneurs, if someone doesn't like us, that like, we're not going to overcome that, right? Think about the last time you bought something from someone you absolutely didn't like. It didn't happen, right? We don't buy from people we don't like. So that's the first thing. It's like, do I like this person? And if the answer is yes, underneath the same umbrella of liking, then they're going to start to feel like they know you. Okay. There's going to, this, this, this connection is going to happen. We might have some commonalities. You know, maybe we have kids that are kind of the same age, or maybe we live in a similar neighborhood, or maybe we have a similar background, career, something like we're, we're always trying to grab on to what, what's similar about us to see if there's alignment between us. Okay. And if there's some kind of alignment or some kind of connection, or we know some of the same people, something, if I can grab onto something, I start to feel like I know you. Right. And then I move to trusting you. Right. And this is all still number one. This is the first thing I want you to think about that your prospect might be thinking. So they're thinking, do I like you? Do I know you? And am I going to start to trust you or not? If 
those three things. And these three things happen very quickly. I mean, you know how fast, like you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I like this person. And then you're talking to them and you're finding your commonalities. And then you start to think, hmm, I feel like I know this person. Like, I feel like I've known you. And that knowing takes me to trust. Hmm, I trust you. At that point, things are going in the right direction, right? This is really good. Now it's up to you as a sales professional or entrepreneur to mess up serving this person. Like at that point, they're like, yeah, I probably want what this person has. Like you've broken through. And so then it's our job to not get in the way. So that first piece, like do they, do, do I like you? Do I know you? And do I feel like I could trust you? And so from your perspective as a sales professional or the entrepreneur, again, like your job is to show up in that, that best version of you who actually believes that you can solve this person's problem or you can meet a need that you can really help them. Like when you show up like that and there's not a lot of, you know, blocks in the way <laughs> or red flags showing up, I, again, I start to feel like I like, know, and trust you. And at that point, we're moving forward. Now, once you've gotten there, the next thing they're going to be thinking, your prospect is going to wonder, yeah, I like, know, and trust this person, but can they solve my problem or meet my need? Can they solve my problem? I always say solve my problem and my, our master coach, Rebecca, adds on meet my need, right? It's both of those. Can they solve a problem or meet a need? And if, if they can, right, if you can solve my problem or meet the need that I've shown up with, which is kind of the same thing, we're, we're going in a direction, right? Like all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like, um, yeah, like maybe I do need what they're offering. Maybe this is a fit for me. Okay. So once we get to that point, once your prospect gets to, yeah, I, I think their product or service could solve my problem or meet a need we're moving again in the right direction. This is so important, right? If, you, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I talk about this a lot. You have to truly understand the problem that you solve, the difference that you can make for your, your prospect, because if you don't understand it, they're gonna be confused, and a confused person will never buy from you. If they're confused, they won't buy. So you have to be so clear on, this is the problem that I solve, here's how I solve it, here's how we've done this for other people, right? This is either your product or your service, it solves a problem, meets a need for them, right? You have to be so clear on that. Confidence is what I'm gonna feel in that process. And if I sense your confidence, I'm, I'm still with you, we're still moving forward. Okay, good, so you've made, it, you've made it to the second level, okay? Now let's stay inside of our prospect's head because at this point, at this point we're close, like they're, You've asked all the open-ended questions. You've identified their pain. You've offered them options. You've shown them how this is going to help their business or their personal life or whatever it is. At that point, right, this third piece here, this is where they decide how they really feel about your product or service and what you're offering. Like, how do they really feel about it? And how badly do they feel like they need it, right? Do they have that deep desire at this point? Like, yeah, I really want it. Because from a psychological perspective, once they get to this point of, yes, I really want it, okay, then here's the next piece of, and am I willing to pay for it, right? Am I willing to make the investment to buy this product or service? Here's where it gets interesting, right? So, so they might start to feel really good. They feel good about the connection. They feel good, like, yes, I need this product or service, right? Like, we've all been at that point where we're like, yes, I do need it. And then we see the price tag. <laughs> this usually happens at the end. You see how much it's going to cost. And at that point, your prospect 
they're going to start to get into a little bit more thinking, okay? And what they're doing at that point is they're, they're trying to justify how they feel with logic. Like they feel like, I feel like I'd be, I really want this. And then they start to justify it. So I'll give you an example. Last time I bought a car, I'd had my, my, I had a Lexus for years and years and years. And, and, and this is not a commercial for Lexus. It's just that the car went forever. It would have gone to probably 300,000 miles before it stopped. And so it was still a good car. And I'm, I'm practical when it comes to cars and I buy used cars that are nice that I love, right? That's kind of thing. And so I, I still I was holding on to this Lexus and I was like emotionally attached to it. But one day like, this car, it, I, I knew it was time for it to move on. Like there were some things that were going to start to go wrong with it. And I was like, I don't know if I really, and I also had decided that I wanted a different kind of car and I knew what kind of car that I wanted. And, um, I started to get more and more clearer and clearer on it. And finally my husband, Tim's like, well, why don't you go and start test driving and start looking? And, and so I did. And I met this sales rep and I'm not going to say the kind of car I wear, cause I don't want to out this, this person. I thought they did a good job. I thought they did a good job. I felt like I kind of led the whole process, but I, I found the car that I wanted. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I was ready to buy it and I, I felt I did feel a connection with the salesperson. Like I felt, I felt a connection. I felt like he was out for my best interest. I liked him enough. And I, and then at that point I moved to trust. I was like, you know what? I trust this guy. He's a younger guy. who's just getting started, you know, and what he was doing, but he, you know, he was, he was doing a good job and he was working really hard to find me the car that I wanted. So at that point, you know, I, I, I was there, I was there with him. Okay. He started to send me options for the cars. Now, of course, the one that he sent me that had, the right interior color, the right exterior color, uh, was more expensive than a little bit more than what I had budgeted. Okay. And what I wanted to pay at that point though, once I sat in that car, emotionally, I'm like, I'm already there. Like at that point I could let go of my poor little old Lexus and was ready to move on. And I was in the new car. I could smell the new car, even though it was a used car, it was a few years old. So it still smelled new. Right. And I'm in there and it felt like, Oh, it's feeling good. I want this car. And then I started to justify it with logic. <laughs> this is how it happens. And so I said to myself, right, you know, this is a, this is a great investment. I'm getting a great warranty with it. And like, I went on and on and I decided then that I wanted the car, but I, I just went through this entire process that I showed you. I, and I actually would, was prepared to even buy sooner had the right car shown up because this gentleman was able to build rapport with me very quickly. Seemed like he cared. He listened. And we're going to talk about some of those things that he did that were very key. And, and the only thing that he could have done differently, I think is he could have moved the sale along faster. I did more of the follow-up than he did. And if I were, if I didn't know the sales industry so well, I might've been like, Oh, he doesn't really want to help me. But I knew, I knew, I knew that he was good at what he did. And I knew that I was pointing him in the right direction. He'd find the right car. So I kind of had to help him do that. But not everyone, not everyone would have continued on the process the way I did. I just happen to know that not everybody follows up. So I know sometimes that if I want to buy something, I need to be the one following up. So what I want you to get from the, again, from what I just covered is the three things. Number one, your prospect first is thinking about whether they like you. Then they move into feeling like they know you. And then they move into trust. Once you get to trust, like then they're close, right? Then you, then they're going to ask themselves, Am I confident that this person can solve my problem or meet a need, whatever it is that I'm showing up with? If I feel confident that you can, as the prospect, if you as the sales rep can help me solve the problem or meet my need, then they're going to go into, 
how badly do I want this, right? How do I feel about it? Can do, you know, what's this product or service going to do for my business or my life? How important is it for me to have this? At that point, once they're a yes and they got it, just like when I was sitting in the car, then they start to justify it with logic. Like, yes, I have to have this because, and here's why, and then logically, and I'm going to make this happen. And then they're ready to sign the contract. So that's the process that they're going through. For you, right, and using this example of the car salesman, here's what was really important. Here's what he did well. I could tell that he genuinely cared about helping me find a car. Like I felt this level of caring and could I be imagining it? Maybe, but I'm pretty good at reading people. Like I felt like, I feel like faking that you care is pretty hard to do. So number one, in order for you to build rapport faster and better so that your prospect can move into like, no trust even faster is you have to care. Like you have to actually like people and care about the product or service that you're selling and how it's going to help them. If you don't care and you're just transactional, I just don't think you can last as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur very long. I mean, I think it's, it's tough when you don't care about what you're selling. So number one, you have to care about what you're selling and you got to care about the person that's in front of you because I'm going to feel it. You know, if I'm your prospect, I'm going to feel that pretty quickly. Second to build rapport, you have to listen. And the gentleman that I was working with when I was buying my car was a great listener. He heard everything that I said. He heard the details that I wanted in the car. He heard what I didn't want. Um, he even made some recommendations about like little things that I could have that maybe I didn't know about. He told me how he could get the car for me, the different places I was looking, all the options. Um, he really listened. And I felt like he really listened because he repeated back to me what I said. He wanted to make sure, like he said, I want to make sure that this is what you want. Yes. So that in, in the world of psychology is called active listening. So I, I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist in the world of psychology. That's what my master's degree is in. At a deep level, we learned how to listen. And that skill has really, really served me, not only in the coaching that I do, but also with training other people on how to listen. One simple thing you can do to show that you're listening is to be an active listener. And active listening means repeating back to someone what they just said. So in the car example, he said, okay, so you want a tan interior, black exterior, heated steering wheel, heated seats, all things we need in Minnesota, right? Like all these things. And he repeated it back to me. So I knew that he was actively listening. He also gave direct eye contact. He actually like looked at me when I was talking, took notes, fed it back to me. Like he had either been trained really well, or this was just something that he did naturally. We can all do this. We can all be active listeners simply by repeating back what people are saying. And, and third, uh, within listening, the listening area, he paused a lot. Like he gave me space to respond. And I think in the sales process, that, that is an art, that is a gift because so often we just keep talking, we keep talking and we don't give people the space to process and just share what they're thinking or what they're feeling. And you know, like when your prospect looks stumped, rather than continuing to talk, you could ask an open-ended question like, could I help you? What, what could I help you with in this moment? Or what would make this an easy decision for you? So to ask a caring question, to open up the space, and then don't say anything, right? Like so often we'll just like jump in and we'll keep talking. We'll talk right out of the sale. So ask an open-ended question, be an active listener, and, and back off and give them space. 
And the last way to develop rapport, and I already touched on this a little bit, is that you must be confident that you can solve your prospect's problem. If you're not confident, like if you don't think you can really solve their problem, then you're just, what are you doing, right? We're just wasting, we're wasting time. And so if you're not feeling confident about the product or service you offer, I want you to ask yourself why. A lot of you I know are entrepreneurs who are in service-based businesses, and a lot of times service-based means we're delivering, we're a lot of the product, or it's our company. And often imposter syndrome can show up, right, where we don't feel like we're good enough or we don't feel like we have enough experience or we make up all these stories about why not us. I want you to reflect back on, you know, the, the years of experience that you have in for all of you and the, the way that all the clients you've already helped think about your happy clients either in this company or even a past company think about people who come to you for advice in your industry right like you got to pull from that to bring your confidence higher to remember what it is you know because when you remember what you know that's what comes across and I want you to write this last thing down people buy confidence your prospects buy confidence right you buy confidence from someone else because you believe that they can solve your problem or meet your need. So remember that last piece of exude confidence and not in an arrogant way, just in a, like having confidence means that I know, like I have a knowing I can solve your problem or meet a need. And it, it comes across in how I talk. It comes across in my body language and you can do all of these things as well by building rapport and making that connection. I hope it was helpful today to talk about sales psychology, ideas for expanding your client base by understanding what your prospect is thinking. You literally can be in your heads. I encourage you to listen to the show again and make sure you take a lot of notes and, and follow the things that I've shared with you today to take your business to the next level. If you haven't left um, a review yet, I would love it if you would. Like if you're enjoying the show, go to, go to iTunes. It takes you a few seconds. Tell people what you like about listening to the podcast and how it's helped you in your business because that helps other people decide that it could be a good fit for them as well. And please share the show. Share it with your, your colleagues, your clients, your friends, your family, anyone you know who could use a lift and a boost right now to get to that next level. Again, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get our free gift. Leave us a review on iTunes and email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. If there's anything we can do for you, if you have questions I can talk about on the show, if there's show topics, anything, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everybody, and make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.